This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome. We are now on the Parsha of Emor, at least in Chutzlaretz, uh, outside of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is already on Parsha Bahar. But um, Parsha Emor has a lot of mitzvahs, mainly regarding the Kahuna, the uh, Kohanim, and what their obligations were, are, will be. Um, and the particular mitzvah that we want to focus on this time is the Sviyas Oimer, which we are in the midst of. Uh, as we hopefully know, uh, Sviyas Oimer is the mitzvah which connects the holiday of Pesach with the holiday of Shavuos uh, by counting verbally, out loud, the 49 days that... Uh, that come between the second day of Pesach and the Yom Tov of Shavuos, which the, the Yom Tov itself of Shavuos is not counted. We only count the 49 days you know, comprising the seven weeks between Pesach and Shavuos. Uh, why do we count? So some of the reasons given are, number one, that we are so excited to receive the Torah that we're basically counting the days till we receive the Torah. Only if that was the case, one would think that we would be counting backwards, like a countdown, like you know, starting with 49 days, 48, 7, 47, getting lower and lower until we get to the you know day one, only one day left. Um, the only the reason that's given in the Sefer HaChinuch why we didn't do that is because if you'd start out with 49 whole days, you would think that you would get discouraged altogether, that it's such a long time, or you would feel like you have so much time left that it's not really necessary to get started working on it, like you don't have to really uh, prepare so so much uh, because you have a lot, a lot of time to go. Um, so that's why we start with number one and go further with it. Um, that is one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is, according to Zoyer, that we're talking about the... Uh, it's similar to the idea of the Shevanakim, that uh, a woman counts um, when she's at her period, she's in an unclean state, uh, till she is able to <clears throat> be reunited with her husband. Um, and she counts off those days. So this is a similar idea that uh, even though we went through Pesach, which was uh, a time of, of freedom, of, of being released from bondage, we still had to go through a period of cleansing and, and purification and tshuva until coming to the point of being able to be able to receive the Torah on Har Sinai. So um, the seven weeks are representative of those seven days. Um, that is uh, the period of time for a woman to prepare herself for um, coming back with her husband. There are other uh, reasons as well, and we are going to uh, look at it a little bit from a little bit of a different perspective. Uh, 
um, by understanding, trying to understand, at any rate, what is the relationship of counting to the whole experience of receiving of the Torah, and why is it? What what is the relationship between? The word sphira itself, counting, and the word sphira as it applies to the heavenly spheres, the the the, uh, the uh, from the translated as being these stages, or worlds, or whatever that are um, part of Brisa Oilam, which are actually ten, but there are seven lower ones, and those spheres are actually the when we uh, according to the kavanas of the days of the spheres itself, when we every time we we um, say one of the spheres we're supposed to have in mind, one of the days of the sphere, as we count, we're supposed to have in mind the connection of the spheres which are applied to that particular day, and that changes daily. So, in other words, uh, since the seven spheres are chesed, gurut, tiferes, netzach, hoid, yisoid, malchus, so the first week we are on the week of chesed, and the first day of the week is also referring to chesed, so that would be chesed shebe chesed, and each time, each day it progresses throughout the seven spheres as it applies to the main sphere of the week itself, so it becomes chesed shebe chesed, gura shebe chesed, tefer shebe chesed, and so on, and then chesed shebe gura, gura shebe gura, tefer shebe gura, and each week we go on, so it's, it's a, a relationship, the, the concept of sphere to the um, actual existence of the spheres, and the spheres are related to the midas, so each of those spheres has its own um, its own meaning in terms of the midda, the particular characteristic that a person is supposed to be working on in order to purify themselves and perfect themselves to be able to be on a level to be able to receive the Torah in terms of they will now be a, a more uh, ready uh, 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 Kali, a vessel that's been uh, purified and cleaned out and uh, is now prepared itself to be able to be macabre, to be able to receive something, because normally a person has various blockages that have to be cleansed in order to be uh, to be an empty vessel to be able to receive the Torah itself, which is filling that vessel. Um, so it's a it's it's a, a period of time that the person has to go through in order to prepare themselves for that experience. So um, it's very interesting that the again talking about this word svira, where does it come from? So in the Sefer Ayatsira, which is uh, one of the most ancient and fundamental. Uh, books of Kabbalah that we have. Uh, it's, it's, it's called the Medrash of Avrum of Venus, going back all the way to Avrum, uh, attributed to him. It uh, handles a lot of the uh, essential uh, basic uh, framework for the creation of the world. And in the very first chapter of that Sefer, it talks about the three parameters or three three creations that were necessary for the creation of the world were Sfar, Sefer, and Sipur. And using that same word basically, the, the, the root of the word Sfira. So Sefar is talking about Mispar, which we're talking about Mispar in terms of numbers, the idea of counting. Sefer is uh, referred to in the in the uh, in the Perishim of the of the word, it's referring to um, it's referring to 
the Sefer Azikuran. It was a concept of memory. And Sipur is, of course, the idea of a story. So what do those things mean? Sefar, um, the idea of Mispar, is, a, uh, of course, the entire world, the entire creation, would be able to happen unless Hashem created this amazing uh, paradox of being able to have something, a creation that's besides him in some sense. And it was before creation, he was alone. There was only one. There was no concept of misper of any kind of uh, ribui, of any kind of multiplication of anything else existing. It was just he, he alone existed. And that was it. Um, and the, this, this concept of being able, being able to have a creation which is filled with uh, multiplicity, with, with tons and tons and tons of things, I mean, on a microscopic level, uh, you know, to, to, to the uh, macroscopic level of, uh, you know, the, the celestial bodies uh, and then all the worlds that exist and all the, you know, atoms and all, the whole thing, it's all so much stuff and there's so much to count until it can't be even counted. So... How can you go from this uh, this uh, entity of oneness, which still exists as a, a oneness that is indivis- indivisible? You can't. Hashem is still one, and you can't divide him up into any parts. So that is still an ultimate oneness, and He is alone, and He is unique. And at the same time, there is there exists uh, a creation which which comprises so many different things. So that's you know one of these uh, unfathomable. Uh, contradictions that we just you know can't expect to understand, but that's the way it is. So um, the fact that he created such a, a, a thing that's countable, that that involves numbers and involves a multiplicity, that's that's a prerequisite for there being a creation altogether. Then we've got the idea of safer, of which is uh, related to the concept of memory. So memory is what allows. Oh, by the way, uh, I should mention also that in terms of the uniqueness and the oneness, it really doesn't account for the for uh, the possibility of time either, because time is also something that progresses, and you have multiple days and multiple months and years and everything that keeps expanding and 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 multiplying. So that's also an idea of some of a kind of a contradiction to the idea of oneness, because Hashem, because He is one, He is experiences time, or he, 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 uh, is, he, he doesn't exist within time. In other words, he's outside of time, therefore time is, is completely simultaneously for him. There's no, concept, there's no idea that he has to go through a specific amount of time in order to, uh, or, or you know, he's limited by time in the way that we are. Um, since it's all in front of him, is like one one thing because of his oneness. So he's one within time. He, 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 he encompasses all, all of time as well. All time and all the space. It's kind of omnipresence and omniscience. He is, uh, he fills all, spa- all space, right? all the space in, uh, exists within him. So therefore that's, and all the neshamas within him. So this idea of oilam shana nefesh, everything exists within Hashem and it's all one within Hashem. So therefore he doesn't experience that idea of time like we do. On the other hand, we uh, experience this sequential idea of time that there's past, present, and future, and the only way that we can benefit from the past is the idea of memory. That's, uh, and that way we can learn from the past. The whole concept of learning is dependent on memory. So we have to have that, that memory, and also in terms of preparing for the future, we have to remember to do things or remember to apply things from the past into the future. So therefore, that is all depend- we have to re- that's all dependent on memory. 
memory is the idea of the safer as a court. And also, if, if there was no memory, there would be no accountability. So we wouldn't, uh, there would be no idea of, of being able to bring something from the past uh, into the present to be able to, to uh, determine a course of action now in the course of something that happened. So you wouldn't be able to punish anybody for anything. You wouldn't be able to reward anybody for anything. There would be no reward and punishment, and therefore the world wouldn't be able to, to handle that either. Um, okay, so that's, that's an important uh, concept. And then there's the idea of sipper, and sipper the idea of a story. And the story is the idea that there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. There's a progress of, of a, uh, uh, something that starts, and then it continues through a particular period, and then it ends. Uh, and that is the basis for, um, for our lives, really. And was we, we tell stories, we learn from stories, and we build a story with our life. And this idea of, that we have to, each person has to write a safer toy with their life because they are, yeah, they are creating this um, entity. And we'll talk about that more. Um, okay, so as long as we're talking about the idea of time, which is the idea of, you know, we're, we're counting these days, and what is that time about? So time is not simply uh, what you might call a mindless continuum. It's not, not just something that happens and, and goes by and uh, without any kind of a, uh, an order to it or uh, any kind of idea of uh, accomplishing anything or doing something with the time or filling something with the time. There's an idea of, you know, in, in society today, this concept of pastime. Pastime literally means a way to pass your time. Whereas you have a certain amount of time to work with, which has given us time to live in the world, and you can just treat it as something to 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 waste or to you know pass the time with something just that you shouldn't be bored, uh, because that's the nature of people they're not busy they're bored so you have to just fill it with something so you pass time by doing something that doesn't necessarily mean anything, um, but rather time is intended to be something which. Uh, has has a form. It has a structure. There's a reason why we spend the time in a certain way because it's it's a value. And say time is money. Uh, time is actually the most valuable thing we have in a sense. It's it's our currency. What do we do with our time? If we give time to someone else, if we if we spend time on a particular project, if we uh, uh, spend time doing Torah mitzvahs, I mean we're devoting our time to something specific. And that is probably the most valuable thing we have because it's, it's, it's limited. We only have a certain amount of time to live and we don't even know how much time we have. So whatever time we have, we want to use in a responsible and meaningful way uh, unless you, you know, don't believe that that's necessary. Okay, so we won't, so a time becomes a concept just like uh, we talk about the oilam shonen nefesh. So just like in the oilam, in the, in the concept of, of, uh, of space, so we create vessels, we create things that are meant to be filled with something. So if we create a vessel, unless it's just to be, to be looked at, it's usually something that we create it as a, a container for something else. Something it's, 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 It has a, a, a purpose. It's a, we use it for something. We use it to put something into. So you don't just create an empty vessel, an empty, an empty box or something like that if you don't have any intended intention of filling it with something. So first of all, there's an idea of creating it to hold something, and then there's an idea of that we want it to be completed, because we don't want to just have a bunch of broken or, or unfinished 
vessels around. We want to finish them so that they're useful for containing something. And we can say, you know, we can identify it as something. This is such and such because we finished it to accomplish that purpose. Okay, so we, um, that's another concept. And the other concept is of creating a vessel out of time. It was creating a, a, a period of time which we can say this time, a period of time I, I spent to create a certain thing or this amount of time is in itself a value. For example, when we make a siyam, uh, so obviously the idea of the siyam is because we, we devoted a certain period of time to the acquiring of that knowledge. So then the, 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 the time is the way that we created the, the knowledge. But we can't really say we can now put that knowledge into a box. The knowledge is what we acquired over a period of time. But we call that period of time that we, that we uh, used to, um, uh, to acquire that knowledge something that then now is complete. We, we, we uh, like a, a person graduates from uh, certain numbers of years of, 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 uh, of learning, for example. So he's, he's graduated to a certain level. He gets a certificate. He gets some kind of acknowledgement that he's reached a certain level because he spent that period of time to acquire that level. So it's all, it's all connected to a, a specific period of time that is now identifiable that he accomplished that purpose, that, that, that goal within that amount of time. Um, so that becomes now an entity, like that was that was my, you know, high school education. That was my, you know, education, a certain uh, 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 training for a certain course or whatever. That was my period that I that I devoted to that, and I had, and I could only get that knowledge or experience or whatever by having gone through that period, and that's now acknowledged as a period of time that I spent my life on uh, to to acquire that. Uh, so you're now, so it's now become a unity. And it was instead of counting every single day that you were involved in that in that project, you now can say this is the period that I spent on such and such. So it's now become a, a unity. It's as you develop, you've created a unity out of multiple moments, multiple um, periods that you that you spent on that thing. Okay, so that's. Um, that these are very important concepts to get down to this whole thing that we're, we're talking about in, uh, in, in terms of sphere itself. So on the one hand, we've got um, something that is filled with something. So it's, it's, it's for a certain purpose. Time is filled with purpose. Also, it becomes uh, something that's complete. So it's, 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 it's useful because it, has a, it, it, attain, it, attains, it attains a certain level of completion. And also, we're making a unity out of multiple elements. Okay, so that's another aspect we're talking about time. Another further idea we have about time is that it is, be, it is part of a larger whole. In other words, if you're talking about a day in a week, so well, let's say even an hour in a day, the, 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 hour, the day is comprised of 24 hours. So the, every hour is now a, a smaller part which becomes unified with the other elements, the other hours of the day to make that day. And that day is now an entirety of a day. It's a complete day. Now you put that day together with six other days and it becomes an entirety of a week. And you put those weeks together and they become an entirety of a month. So the months go, go to comprise a year. So each element of time, even if it's only a second, it's a small part that becomes part of a greater part. At the same time, each of those moments 
has an important role to play because you can't just skip it. It can't just go missing. It's got to be something. I mean, it could be that you go to sleep, and even going to sleep has its uh, has its uh, purpose. There's a reason why you need to sleep. Uh, well, there's a, to be refreshed or whatever, so that you can you know go on. Um, maybe you're dreaming something, or maybe something something subconscious. Uh, uh, Thing is going on in your mind that has to that has to play out, or you have to rest, or whatever it is. Even even sleeping has its has its purpose. You know, can't can't ignore that. Um, so every moment in the course of that larger uh, period is uh, is is meaningful, and it's a bridge. So that's why the Maral, for example, talks about time as being something that is mechaber. It's, it's it connects one thing to another. It's, it has a, a flow. And it's not just made up of individual moments or seconds or something like that. That each one is a separate part. Each it's there, you have to look at the whole and how it it it, it has a rise and fall. It has a shape. It has something that 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 uh, comprises a number of things. So, if you want to say that you know uh, a particular month uh, contained a certain event, or it was uh, it was it was focused on a certain event, so the whole month you were you were busy with that particular thing. Or, then, then that's something that gives it a larger <clears throat> shape and purpose for the entire month as a whole, and that's true of you know days, weeks, months, years, and uh, and, and even to the level of the shemitah and the yovel, which will be talked about actually in Parsha Bahar. Um, so these are all concepts that allow us to appreciate um, the meaning of time and the meaning of a period of time. And how we uh, how we use that for a larger goal. Okay, so let's go on now to the concept of uh, how does this apply to our lives as a whole. Uh, <clears throat> we talked about that concept that um, the mitzvah of, of the writing a sefer Torah with our lives. I mean, there is a mitzvah to actually write a sefer Torah. It's not obligatory, but something we're encouraged to do is write write an actual sefer Torah. So, what does that mean? We're taking the individual experiences of our, of our lives and the various stories of our experiences and and combining them into a single story. Which, at the end of our lives, that is what we have to present for, for ourselves. That's what we're judged upon. That's where we're, we're rewarded and, uh, and be, you know, punished. <laughs> also, you know, certainly if we do tshuva, then we don't have to be punished for anything. Because then we, we, if, we, if we do the concept of doing tshuva for something, what we did was that we learned from that. And we uh, turned that into a, a, tr- a transforming experience. So that becomes a positive thing instead of a negative thing. Meaning that if we do it, you know, be a hava. If we do it, you know, uh, with a positive attitude as opposed to just uh, doing tshuva because we have to or because uh, we're afraid of being punished, but we can actually transform it into a mitzvah by doing it in a positive way in the sense that we, we learned something from it that allowed us to go to the next level in terms of serving Hashem. So um, everything in our life can become a positive thing if it's all going towards an ultimate goal of serving Hashem with our lives as a whole, dedicating ourselves to Hashem. Um, so, and we talked about the idea that we're, this way we transform multiple events into a single unity, which is really what we're after here. It's, it's the idea that, that we're, there is no idea of disjointed, you know, single things that don't make a sense as a whole. Our lives 
in the end are a whole. They're one entity. This is the lifetime that this is what we've accomplished, what we've done with the lifetime that Hashem gave us. And the, every, since every moment is, is meant to be used out for a proper, for, for, for the, the proper purpose, uh, therefore the time that we have that is allotted to us is limited and it's very specific. It's intended to be exactly as long as it is. So we're given that time to be used out for the purposes that Hashem wants us to use it for. And again, in the end, that makes for a totality of a lifetime. So as we move through time, you know, why couldn't we just, why couldn't Hashem have made it that we should just um, uh, figure out what we're supposed to know in the minimum amount of time and just uh, do everything right and, you know, from the, from the get-go, just do it right, get it over with, and, you know, go back to Shemaim again. Why do we have to be here for this period of time, which we call a lifetime, even though it's really short when you look at it, you know, in, in uh, retrospect. It seems to be, you know, long as we're living through it, especially through all the harder times. Um, so the concept is that we have to move through time to mature. We start as babies, as, as children, we know very little, and we have to gradually move through time, attaining more and more knowledge and maturity and, and experiences and, and, and our learning to know what to do and how to do it. And, and all of those levels are necessary to go through in order to come to the final maturity of this level that we're supposed to reach by the time we die. So, um, and there's a certain flow to it and a certain, a certain uh, shape to the, uh, the curve, so to speak, of, of, of how you go higher. And then as you get older, you, you, you start to, you know, to decrease your activity, whatever. Um, hopefully you continue to learn and, and develop, you know, until you die. But, but uh, whatever. The point is that it's, 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 a, um, it's a progression that... Every level that we reach is another milestone. And every level is necessary in order to get to the next level. So we said before, you can't skip anything. It's a totality means, a complete entity means that everything there was necessary in order to come to the next level. Even it meant, it meant going down. Sometimes you have your ups and downs. Sometimes you go up, sometimes you go down. Sometimes you, you, uh, you have to regress or, or, or you know retake steps that you did already once uh, but hopefully the whole the, the 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 experience as a whole is always to uh, to become elevated and to always reach new new milestones um and even again even that even if that means a, a temporary regression in order it can't be necessarily a straight line it could be you know it's up and down and and, and down and you know goes all kinds of directions uh, until the end. But the idea is to get where we're supposed to get. Um, so, and that's not just about us, but it's in terms of the people that we affect and uh, places that we go to that, you know, the, the sparks that had to be elevated from wherever we went. It's how we affect the world as well and how we influence others as well as, well as what we accomplish on our own. Uh, in terms of our own lives, it's, it's, that's just the aspect of life, what it is. <clears throat> so it takes time to understand things and internalize them, and that's why it has to go, it has to take time. You can't just get there immediately. 
It's an idea of a refining and polishing over time to a more perfected level that you get eventually. So the idea of sphere as a preparation um, to come from a lower level to a higher level means that, especially after Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, uh, the Yidin were in pretty bad shape. Um, they had experienced a lot of really high things uh, in a very short time uh, through the uh, period of, of, of uh, the, the uh, redemption from, from Egypt, from Mitzrayim, from the, from the, the, the Golis of Mitzrayim that brought them to a very, very low level to the point of uh, being oyed of Azura, even, you know, worshipping idolatry to some extent, whatever, they lost a lot. And they had to work their way up again through various levels just to even get to ground zero that they should be able to go up higher from there. So the idea is that that um, because they were almost, almost on the 40, this 40 level, 49 levels that we talk about, the 49 levels of Bina, of, of understanding, or of Kedusha, that is, as well as having a positive level on the plus side, there's always also a minus level on the negative side. And a person can fall into the depths, and they, the, the concept was that they had to, be, had to be redeemed at exactly that point so that they shouldn't fall into the uh, into the 50th level from which there is no uh, coming. There's no, you can't, can't come out of there. So they had to come out of when they did, and then they have to, had to retrack all those 49 negative levels and then get into the positive level so they were able to reach the 50th level on to receive the Torah itself. Um, and, and again, this, they had to go through that period of time. They couldn't have done it any other way. Just as you could, you could look at the 40 years that the, that the Jewish people was in the desert, that they had to go through 42 encampments, the, the uh, 42 Masuas, in order to be ready to enter Eretz Yisrael, which obviously they weren't. You know, the Mice with the Meraglim, uh, the spies, proved that they were not ready to go into Eretz Yisrael right away, uh, even though Hashem gave them the chance to do that. But um, they had to go through specifically these 42 uh, encampments before they were ready to finally enter the land. Uh, so just as that took a certain specific period of time to be ready for that, the same idea here is that you have, they, they took the 49 days to get the level there would be, they would be able to receive the Torah on the 50th level. <clears throat> the 50th level is, is considered to be in the Nun Shari Bina, which we really never really get there, but what we get to is the level where it's where we realize that we can't know. And you can only realize that you can't know when you know and experience the extent of how unknowable Hashem is, which if you don't, never confront Hashem uh, personally, so to speak, in your lives, then you don't really understand that. But if you, to the extent that you know Hashem, that's the extent to which you appreciate that you can never know Him completely, which means that all of a sudden, at the 50th level, when you reach that, that, that gateway, then it becomes infinite. Then it becomes like it's unknowable. So therefore, whatever, however far I, 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 however far I go, however many more steps I take, I will never get there anyway. So it's it's the idea. I mean, until we leave our bodies, and then we appreciate Hashem on a whole different level, um, because the body is actually holding us back. But the point is that we are getting to a level. Uh, we don't have to worry about running out of levels. It was there, when we get to that level, we know how unknowable he is, then we can continue forever and we'll, we'll never uh, get to the point where 
we know him completely and the job is done, so to speak. Okay, so in other words, this expanse of time is necessary for development, and that's exactly what they had to do then and what we have to do now in order to be Makabalatoria. You can't skip any steps, but you have to be constantly working on every step along the way for it to be a complete thing. So that's why it says, uh, um, uh, it talks about the 50 complete days, it has to be to, to Mimus, has to be an idea of, of being complete. Uh, and it's only complete if we worked on all the steps along the way. That's why we have to count every single day and hopefully, you know, think about what they're for. Um, so just as life itself is a, is a, a process of building uh, an entity which is a purpose, uh, for the purpose of filling it with something purposeful, with something that has, uh, is dedicated to something. So each unit of time that we go through in our lives has to be used for some the thing that it was designed to do. It was that again that each each day, just as we, we count the days and we and we identify the particular sphere that was uh, the, the, what we're supposed to be working on that particular day. It's going to be called Masugal. It's like a special time set apart that's that's uh, you can you can be particularly successful in filling it with that particular meter that you're working on. Um, and that's uh, that's what what makes it uh, what makes it structured and what makes it uh, possible to to reach a level of completion with that period. Um, so all the same way in our lives, we have to look at every day of our life being intended to be filled with a particular thing, which is specifically that day was designed for, and that we're supposed to be using it for something specific. And then there's the concept of cycles and sequences. So every there's a, there's an order to which these days are presented, and the and then and the idea of cycles that every week is. Um, we, we we repeat the cycle of the week, but every week is different. So it's filled filled with different things. But the structure is there: the weeks and the months and the and the years, which we talked about before. So the idea is again that that we can achieve this level of unity with our lives through the singleness of purpose. Once it's all dedicated to the same thing, then it 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 it, it attains a, a consistency and a, and a and even if it's only at the final moments of one's life that they that they bring it all together and they realize that this is really all has been done for the purpose of serving Hashem with that time, then it becomes a meaningful entity and it becomes something that, that accompanies us to the next world, which is you know a new beginning and a new and a new purpose. Um, and that's the according to that we presented to Hashem after the end of that allotted time. So the sphere itself is the a perfect uh, way to to um, both internalize and to manifest this whole concept, which which can then expand um, to uh, encompass our lives as a whole and understand that this is what life as a whole is about. So that's it for this week. Please feel free to visit us at nikuda.org. That's N-E-K-U-D-A-H. As well as at patreon.com slash nikuda. And we'll see you next week. Amir Sashem.